because ain't nobody else gonna do it. Right. Right? And I don't think people realize that. And when I say people, I'm not just talking about white people, I'm talking about us. We don't even realize it sometimes. And so what you have started to build, and I told you this, is so much bigger than a t-shirt, a hat, this podcast, like, this is going to be like the boom heard around the world because you are now tuned in to a Power Podcast Network production. All right, and we're back. Man, listen, I am super excited because I got somebody here today that I really don't even need my notes, man, but I, I took some anyway just to you be got a notes? professional. I got notes, man. Okay. I got um, someone that is a wife, a mother an executive professional, entrepreneur, a podcast host, and a Charlotte alumni president. Did I miss anything? Ashley Ross, how you doing? I'm human. You missed the human. I missed the human part. Okay. <laughs> and human. Human as fuck. Yeah. Mm. It's my second curse word on the podcast. Lance, if we lose our sponsors. <laughs> Sorry. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's all good. How you doing, man? I'm good. I feel good. You how feel are good? You? I'm good. I'm good. Um... Good to be seen in these days of, of, of COVID-19 and all that stuff. I know me and you have been back and forth in communications about coming on this platform yeah. you know, for a while. But I'm glad, you know, no better time than the present. Glad Absolutely. to be on. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you today. I'm excited. Let me tell you, I'm a fan. You I'm are? A, yeah, I'm a fan of the podcast. People okay. think we don't have time to support other people, but yeah, I swear yeah. to God we do. And I'm a fan of your joint too, man. Yeah. Y'all, y'all. We're going to get to that, but okay. I like listening to y'all, okay. man. You know what I mean? Because you be... You be trying to push my man Jess around a little bit, you know. He be, he be coming back at you though, but we are gonna get to that though. That's the perception everybody has. They think I'm the more dominant one, but it's not. It's not yeah. the case. So I gotta ask. Mm-hmm. I, I figured you wouldn't bring her, but where's your 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 mini me? She's at the house. We've been in the house since March, what seventh or eighth. So she hasn't been very many places. She wears her mask when we do go out. So yeah. yeah, she's in the house. Has it been difficult, like keeping her entertained and all that stuff, being at the crib? Um, keeping her entertained, I don't think so. I think I'm getting into a really bad habit of buying her things mm-hmm. because she is in the house. Um, she like does. like for what's what's a, a typical Naomi purchase? Oh, I just bought her this doctor set because she's advancing in her development. So at three, kids are supposed to do like role play and want yeah. to dress up in things. So she's two, um, fully potty trained, is doing the role play thing. So I just got her this little doctor set and I try to get her stuff, especially when it's just one of us. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, like I'm about to leave. I got something for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but I did have to toss some toys with missing pieces before she got it. That's what makes me feel better about continually buying stuff. What's her go-to toy every day when she wakes up? Oh, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs. Okay. That's what's up. Um, yeah. Has she watched Jurassic Park yet? Oh, that's too advanced. Um, we It's a Jurassic cartoon or show. I think it's on Netflix or Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just started watching that. She's thrilled. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Justin is good? Yeah, he's super good. We both feel... I don't know, really grateful for this time. Some people are like, uh, I don't want to be in the house, but the whole family is good just off the strength of a whole lot of gratitude. I I honestly feel like both of our full-time jobs are just paying us to stay home with each other. Like, 
You don't yeah. get that time with your kid yeah. that young. No, nah, that's perspective. I love it. Mm -hmm. I um selfishly I miss uh trolling on you guys. Not trolling, but spying <laughs> on you guys is uh I don't troll. Spying on you guys is Instagram because you guys go to some beautiful vacation destinations. So yeah. did COVID mess up any travel for you guys? In yeah, these COVID really threw um I had so our, our go to gifts for each other, people may not notice, are flights. Mm -hmm. Like you can't get the size wrong. You, I mean, you interested? Yeah, don't, you can. You no, nah, you can. Bro, you could be a window seat person. You could be an aisle <laughs> person. You could be a middle. That's, then you that's gotta a size. switch seats. It's not a one size fits nah, all. Nah, then you get you to could the be a first class split. person. <laughs> See, we not those people though, and that's what allows us to travel so much. Hold but. on, hold on, Tiff. If you're listening, I am an emergency row person. That's my size. Okay, go ahead. That's for the, his legs. <laughs> yeah, that no emergency row equals this man wants the free first class. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me get that. Yeah. But I'm probably if I'm sitting in the emergency row, I'm definitely not saving anybody but my family right. on that flight. Don't Sorry. don't sit me there. Where were you guys headed though? <laughs> um what we was were, your spot? So um we canceled Tel Aviv, Israel in April. Mm -hmm. Um I have been saying to Justin since we got together that for my 33rd birthday, I wanted to like walk the steps that Jesus did. Um, mm -hmm. So we were doing Tel Aviv in April. And then Kenya. Okay. Yeah, we're supposed to be in Kenya this month. So y'all be setting the bar high, man. You know, because I, I keep seeing Tulum everywhere. You know, that's the new high I spot. I want to go to Tulum. I do too, but I just feel like, you know, I'm going to run into all my friends out there. And it's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. You know what I mean? Nothing but it's like, every time I look up, like, is Tulum the only place open right now? Nah, but it is a handful of places that's accepting Americans right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tulum, Mexico is the new Miami. Mexico is the new Miami? Yeah. It's just we want to get stamped real quick. I don't even think they stamp you. You don't think they stamp? Mm -mm. But people don't know this. I do because I know you on a, on another level. Like, you do a lot of traveling, but you're willing to kind of, like, help people travel, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You was trying to put me up on some websites one day and yeah. how to finesse you the You don't airlines. be listening. I don't. You was like, oh, yeah, we got to go to Jamaica. <laughs> Take about $800. I'm like, $800? Yeah. So, actually, her advice was, all right, Lex, you trying to go to D.C.? Boom. Schedule a flight to go to New York and just don't pack. I mean, don't pack too heavy and just get off in D.C. and just yeah, wait bye-bye. Get off on the layover. Isn't that illegal? Potentially. All right. Perspective. It's all about how you look at it. I mean, you might be blessing somebody because somebody yeah. might be, what, what's it, standby? For sure. Yeah, on standby no, for that No, seriously, layover. do you do that just off the strength or do you, is that a, a service that you provide as a business? No, definitely not a service. We we don't want to do it as a business. Um, I'm gonna be honest. We have a couple friends who are travel agents, and I just I just think travel agents is like low key scamish. Cause if you wanted a deal, yeah. just go find a deal. Yeah. Like right, don't charge me for the deal, cause then it's not a deal anymore. Yeah. Um, we were uh, going to go to Hawaii this year with my family. Expensive. So, um, when COVID happened, I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. So we hopefully we can circle back to that. So let's get to it, man. Born and raised in Atlantic City, New Jersey. You really got notes. Come on, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I didn't been to Atlantic City a couple of times, so I know like yeah, yeah. We used to go to Atlantic City all the time, but it's not about me. It's okay, about okay, you. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? You were born in AC, man. What what was that like? Uh, and how did you find JCSU? So um, the long and the short of being from Atlantic City, 
is it's more for tourists. Um, there's not a lot to do in your youth, mm-hmm. like until you're 21 in Atlantic City. And so there's one high school. Um, That's to join off the water. Yeah. Yeah. Atlantic City High School. Dope, yeah. dope uh, place. The yeah. structure of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it has to be because it's... See, I know that. Yeah. And the average person knows that. <laughs> but you also was a recruiter. No, but like, listen, like not to put my family out there, mm-hmm. but like we used to go to Atlantic City. Like that was our Disney World. Like, okay. I could tell you how to get to Atlantic City, no lie, at like 10 years old. But but what did you do at 10 as a kid? Sit in the room while my parents gambled. Okay. They okay. used to give me a little money, go play mm-hmm. in the arcade, go shop, wait right here. Don't open this damn door for nobody. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but about okay. back to you. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but that's this, we probably, that's the same thing that we had to do. Yeah. So, Atlantic City is definitely wholeheartedly a tourist town, 21 and up. And so, I had more fun being from where, being in the place where I was born once I was 21. Yeah. Um, and so, there's one boys and girls club, one pal. Um, they rival each other in sports and different things like that. My mom raised me up in the boys and girls club. Um, I feel like because my mom was like attached to all the other kids in the, in the community that she really was like, well, my kid is probably good. She don't really need me, but it's other kids yeah. out here that, that really need my guidance and my support. So academically for me, like I was trash. I had no clue, like mm-hmm. nothing. Um, and so Jamil, um, uh, he'll, he'll kill me for calling him Jamil cause he really wants to go by iPen hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Mill and I have been friends since the fourth grade. Brilliant mind, definitely had it way more than I did when it came to academics. And so, when we started, we went to a college fair. Went to a college fair, applied at the college fair. The, the, the gem there was that you anything that you applied for at that college fair, right then and there, if you turned in your application, okay, it would be for free. Oh. Yeah, it would be, the, Wait, you didn't have okay. to pay the, okay. the application fee. So me and Mill was like, all right, we gonna apply to all these schools. We get all the applications, we go sit down. If you've ever seen Mill's handwriting, it's trash. So I had to fill out every application twice. Like yeah. I filled out all of our college applications right then and there. We ain't fill out nothing else outside of that one day because yeah. we ain't have it to, to pay for the applications. Yeah. So we just was like, we gonna, we gonna go to the school that we both get accepted to. Jamil got accepted to all six or seven of the schools that we applied to, I got accepted to Smith. So he was like, we going to Smith. Wow. Had never visited nothing. Nope. So your first time visiting was Golden Bull Academy? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, fast forward a bit. What about that undergrad experience like you missed the most? Besides like just no bills, no real responsibilities <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? But like what what about your undergrad experiences? Like, you know what? That was that. Um know because I mean I'm in my 30s and the 30s is good but yeah ah what could I miss I would say the camaraderie yeah Yeah, if we can spend a little bit more time especially knowing what I know now right that that camaraderie piece um taking even more of an opportunity to to push up on those resources that Smith Mm -hmm. had Smith is a very special place in a couple different directions but yeah i would say that well i'm definitely gonna circle back to that because i I got a feeling i know where you're going with that is Mm -hmm. like like taking advantage of resources and that's an ongoing debate that you know we have and i'm gonna come back to that okay um so you graduate what year 2009 okay 
what was what was life like after graduation? Like that six to nine months. Like what what did, what was Ashley doing? What was I doing? Um, I think that was my toughest summer at home. I went back home for the summer, but I, I walked across that stage and I already had a plan. I was already accepted to grad school. Shout out to Dr. Mitchell. Um, so those three to six months, they were good for the potential of what I had going on, but they were rough because my mom was like, where the money for the bills? And I was like, sis, I just yeah. got, like, I'm only, this is a pit stop. Yeah. Like, I don't have that. And so um, I spent that summer, I think I ended up living with my godmom, um, and I left for graduate school, University of Illinois, Drove whole, the whole thing by myself. How, how long was that drive? 21 hours. Damn. Yep, straight shot with people calling me. Like, my friends was on a schedule. Like, all right, you call Ash yet? You called her? You called her? Oh, you didn't her. pull over and take a nap or nothing? Nah, I stopped for gas. I kept it moving. I was scared. I didn't want to stop. I was like, people, I mean, like, that it's was just like me in the car. The biggest sigh of relief when you finally get there. Like, what? <sighs> Mind you, didn't have the coins to visit that school either before. Yeah. I, um, just walked out on faith type, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dr. Mitchell sat, you know, I sat down with her. I was a McNair scholar, so I knew I wanted to go to grad school. Sat down with her, told her what I wanted to do. Um, my roommate at the time, Michelle, we both had applied to some schools in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. She was looking to get into the number one school in social work. And I was just like, you know, I can do whatever I need to do, wherever I need, wherever I can do it at. Um and so we just, we ran with it. We both went to the Midwest. She was in St. Louis. I was in, in, in Illinois. And um, yeah, yeah. I had a job there. Yeah. I had to fly down to interview for the job. But the turnaround on the flight was, that was the cheapest didn't give me no time to visit the school. Gotcha. So when I got there, I just, I was there. So you were working full time and in school? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So where were you working and what did you pick up at that school? So it was a, a graduate study. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. a graduate study. So one of the professors in my um in my department needed a graduate um yeah. Yeah, graduate study or whatever you would call it. I can't think of what it is. But yeah, just grading papers and research projects, different things like that. Yeah. Um I know you have a history in uh fundraising and stuff like yeah, that. So my um, whole profession. Yeah, present day, uh, what is your, your full-time? What do you do? Yeah, so I am, I won't say the, the name of the organization, and I don't have a problem telling anybody. Yeah, because you don't hear cursing and stuff like that. Yeah, what you yeah, I want to be, be me. Yeah. Um, but I'm a regional director for um, the largest North Carolina youth, like, in-care organization. Okay. Um, child welfare organization. Okay. Yeah. So I covered the western part of the state. The so if somebody Google the largest regional, they can find out what Yeah, yeah. Or just ask me. But I wanna, you know, I wanna be able to I'm say, say, say some things. I did an interview and um it was Justin and I. I had invited him on the interview. It was with the press. What's the, the paper call here? Observer. Yeah, it was with yeah. the observer. Yeah. Y'all were front page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was after that though. Okay. Yeah. We did it and I had all, they already knew where I worked yeah. because on the front page one, they had followed me for two days and we didn't know what the questions were going to be for the interview. And I had, he had already had where I worked and I just was like, oh gosh, I don't want it to be anything crazy. So right, when the right. video dropped, the person that was talking right before us was talking about Trump. 
Mm. And then you see, boom, Ashley Ross, regional director for Boom Boom. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let me just. So um, quickly, what's like your day to day like? I mean, whether it's pre COVID, now COVID, yeah. like what's your day to day in that position and role? Yeah, so the organization, so I, I, in my role, I cover the 32 Western counties in North Carolina as their regional director for our business development team. So I build, bring in new business. Um, similar to the fundraising work that I've been doing for the past seven or eight years. But instead of raising funds, I'm raising relationships so that um, they will end up bringing in funds to the to the company. And so I love what I do and who I do it for because there's a lot of flexibility. Mm-hmm. So pre-COVID, um, we have an office in Charlotte and I'm in and out of the office. I can be anywhere on the western part of the state um, or I could be at home or I could be at the office, yeah. um, but I can jump when I need to, like for personal stuff or family related okay. things. Um, so we are meeting with counties, getting contracts signed, um, negotiating things, networking with people. And I'm doing the same thing during COVID, yeah. but just from, you know, the comfort of my own home. Yeah, man. I know you again well, and I keep saying that because you are really a friend, um, and I know your dedication, I know your hard work, and you you wear a lot of hats, like I said in the intro, wife, mother, executive, entrepreneur, podcast host, alumni president. How do you find balance, Ashley, to do all of these things and and be excellent at everything? Like, how do you be a great mom, but also be a great wife, all while carrying out your duties as an executive? Yeah, I'll say this. I think it was Tashonda Dunkett. It's like a VP at Chase or something. She said, you can't give 100% to everything, mm-hmm. right? You got to figure out, like, you got to, you know, divvy it out. You got to see how much you're going to give to yourself, how much you're going to give to your kids, your husband, and whatever other role you play in the community and your profession. And I've, I've sat down to do that and to reallocate those percentages several times because I, I can't, right? And so one of the things that's about to fall off my plate is my presidency for the mm-hmm. Charlotte Alumni Chapter. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait, you know, and I and I don't say that to be, you know, yeah, like no, an, I get it. Yeah, like an ass or anything. But when I, I really am tired. <laughs> I'm over here looking at Lance yeah. like that's the third curse right now. We go, we, we, we gonna I mean, talk who's, about who's that. sponsoring a joint? Friendship? Uh, Nah, you know, we, we, we got some stuff. Oh, okay, you know, my bad. The ink ain't dry yet. You oh, know okay. what I'm saying? I'll, I'll watch you know what I mean? It could be, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Manifest. Ain't that the, ain't that the popular word right Come now? On, <laughs> Come on, be Simone. <laughs> so look, Ashley, man, tell yeah. us, tell us, tell me about your business. Yeah. Is it Muse Noir? Yeah. That, that I enunciated yeah, correctly. Yeah, Muse Noir. Noir. Yeah. It sounds like a perfume. It's, it means black in French. So, see, you, you yeah. know what? You're too educated. No, too sophisticated. No. You, that's Naomi's middle name. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was about to say, where did the name come from? But mm-hmm. obviously, it's Naomi's middle name. What is what is that business? So Muse New War Interiors is our starter company for a way bigger thing that yeah. you guys will just have to see to come. But right now... Um, Muse New War is a full-service interior design firm, and our design style is contemporary global. Um, I'm really, really proud of Muse New War. Um, this was definitely me jumping out on all the faith I had, because I didn't think I had the time um, to make it great. 
Yeah. I didn't think that um, it would be as big as it has gotten. Uh, we start things all the time. This isn't my first business. You say we, meaning you and... I mean, I, I say we because I'm married. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a joint venture with your husband. It's not. I run things by him. But it, it's, it's mine. But okay. I, I'm always a... I mean, the revenue I, we bring, I bring in, it, it goes into our household. I'm a we person. Sure. No, yeah. I get it. No, I just want to make sure that I understood yeah. it correctly. Um, where did this eye for, like, these things come from? You know what I mean? Like, interior design. That's obviously, I would think from your travel all over the world. Yeah, so so that's where the inspiration comes from. Yeah. So the the inspiration that contemporary global style is me taking bits and pieces of the fourteen countries that we've been to, the places that we know we want to go to, that we've been researching. Um, that's where the inspiration comes. But I think that the the passion of it. I think it's a, a cultural thing. Like we all kind of have that mm-hmm. that gene of making something out of nothing. Right. Um, and in every professional executive role I've been in, I've always found a creative outlet. Right. Right. So in right after grad school, it was civilized villain. It was yep, it yep. was denim. It was handbags. Um, I wanted to grow that into something something bigger. But once I had a family. I needed to be bringing in bigger returns mm-hmm. if I was going to spend my time doing right. stuff, you know. So I had been thinking about interior design. The goal for the next step is for us to jump into investment properties. Okay. So the interior design business part of it was always the stepping stone into investing in property. And so Justin has always had a job where his job is more like nine to five strict he don't really have too many distractions. He's a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And so by, and I've always had flexibility. So I knew if any if one of us was gonna make it happen, it was gonna be me. Right. So I had to dig into something that I really wanted to be in, and that was interior design. Yeah. Um we love a humble brag here to keep the money on the four podcast. And you just casually like, yeah, just the 14 countries I've been to. We keep track that, of humble <laughs> brags. And cuss words. And cuss words <laughs> that we do. Now, that's dope, man. Um, and you guys, uh, I believe, have an Airbnb property as well, right? We do. We do. So that's our first investment property. Yeah, yeah. You um, talk about that. Yeah, it sits. It actually sits on the... the. It's not connected to our home, but it sits on that same lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a one-bedroom, full kitchen, full dining room, living room, um, full bath. And that's why we bought the house. Yeah. Yeah, we were Airbnb, but in our first rental property in Charlotte, when we got to Charlotte, and I was shook at first. I was like, wait, we about to start renting this place out? We tried to rent our place out the first time we went to Paris. And we set it up, took pictures, loaded it up. It was CIAA. Mm-hmm. And... Nobody booked, and we was literally driving to the airport. You know us in true Ross Romance fashion. We were driving to the airport in Baltimore to catch our flight to Paris because that was the cheapest. Right. And somebody was like, "I want to book for CIAA." Yeah. We turn around. <laughs> yes, we was money hungry. We turn around, and then pick up all our stuff, get our personal stuff out, put it in the car. And goes and and keep driving back to Baltimore. And guess what happens? Wow. But he never showed up. Did you get not get the money? We did get the money. Okay. But he didn't show up. 
But I was so nervous. It was Justin's idea initially for us to do Airbnb. So wait, you said, make sure I'm here, y'all turned around. Yeah, driving the boat, we turned around. So we like, yeah, where were you at? Like, on, At least an hour in. Hour we, into the drive. An hour into okay, the drive. Okay, so you right outside of like Greensboro or something yeah, like that. Okay, yeah, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, but we was still, we was money hungry. I think yeah, we ended sure. up getting like a percentage of it, but not the whole amount yeah. that didn't show up. But yeah, so we started there and when we bought our house, we initially wanted to buy a house in Charlotte. Um... Taxes was high. Mm -hmm. We weren't really getting what, what we wanted out of the house. We didn't mean to buy a forever house, but it'll be a hard day if we ever sell a house that we're in because we just we just love it. Um, and then we saw the house in Gastonia that had the income property on the back of it. Right. It was a no-brainer. So when we moved in, we had a guy, white guy, staying with us who had lived with us for like a month. And we was like, we moving. He was like, okay, I'm supposed to be out by then. It's no, not a problem. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. A week came. He said, I think I'm going to have to move with y'all. We said, all right, you'll have your own spot. He stayed. His name is Kevin. Like, we see him out, like, at an epicenter. It's the funniest thing. Like, he was moving here for a job. Wow. And his job paid for the Airbnb. Cool, super cool kid in his 20s. Yeah. You get to meet really cool people with Airbnb. Shout out to Kevin. Right. Yeah, because yeah, he paid for those first. Right, <laughs> you know, right, he paid, right. Kevin paid the closing costs. I've only probably stayed in like two Airbnbs in my life. We just had a nice one in Philly, me and mm -hmm. the fellas, like at the latter part of 2019. It was pretty dope. It was in the hood, but like when you got up in there, you was like, yo, yeah. this is dope. Yeah. Um, what has been some of the highs and lows with the interior uh, mm. design business? Highs and lows. Um, I would say my first low was me not, was me booking my largest client to date. And I'm remembering going, you're going to get ready for the first consultation. And I was shook mm -hmm. because at this time I had only done one place. Um, it was a place of a friend. So there was no pressure there, right? Yeah. I just had to have good design. I didn't have to have good rapport. I didn't have to sell myself to them as a designer. And I was like shook, and Justin sat me down and was like, "Yo, what you why like what you doing? Mm -hmm. Like you you got this. Like just you know do what you need to do. If you if you don't know, and it, I remember in that meeting it was one thing that he said, and I was like I didn't know. He had mentioned like a piece, like the formal name, to a piece of a fireplace or something, and I was like, ooh, don't know what that is, right? <laughs> like shook. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and you know we'll we'll take care of it, right? That was my low. We've been in it for, I've been in it for two years now. And that's still really my lowest point was me not believing in me. Yeah. Um, the high definitely is the amount of debt we have crawled out of. Because of this business. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Word, word. So we, so we have a, a podcast. It was what, six months in June we had paid off $50,000. That's dope. And that included like a couple student loans, yeah. anything medical. Like we had def we had got written, got rid of a ton of debt. I love it. I love to hear yeah. it. I love to hear it. Um, you, um, you have a lot of stuff on your social media, um, and, but you sent me something because we were talking about some stuff sidebar. It was like a, a fitness studio. Yeah. Talk about designing like a fitness studio or something yeah. like that. Was that fun, unique, and 
how did that come about? Do they trust you with the, they just tell you their vision and you just do your own thing? Or is it like... Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a formal process. So with Muse New World, we offer three different packages. The first package allows clients to build their own package. Mm -hmm. So you tell us what you want from our list of add-ons that we have. The second package is a virtual design package, but you can also dig into those add-ons if you need to. And then the third package is our full-service white glove package. What you see on HGTV is, you know... We, we do the consultations, we get to know you, we get to know your design style, what your needs are, what inspires you, mm -hmm. right? And then we take it from there, we do a full 3D rendering, um, and it's a photorealistic 3D rendering. So it's you when you're looking at it, you would think the space is already finished. Wow. So you see that, and it has in it all the actual furniture that we have sourced for you. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to get this, but it's green. No, this is all the stuff that you have approved in this rendering. And you approve it, and we take it from there. We end up doing all the construction for it. Um, I have a team that's based in Greensboro, but, you know, they, they've they been killing down. it. Yeah, they travel yeah. down for me. Um, and then after the construction is done, we bring in some of our trades for paint. And I don't know if I said this, but... So I, I built Muse New War for a dual purpose. So one, to build our, our income family-wise. Um, and, and even bigger to bigger than that, Muse New War is being built to be what Magnolia is, but for the culture. Mm -hmm. So all of the trades that I hire as contractors are all black and brown people. So I built this, one, on the flip side for my family. But on the other side of that coin, this is me giving people that look like me an opportunity yeah. to come to work and not have to take nothing off. Right. I love right? that. Right? I love you that. You get up, you go to work to your nine to five, you put your face on, right? Mm -hmm. Cold switch. Yeah, you cold switch for a good seven, eight hours. Yeah. You get home, you're exhausted. You take it off, you spend your time with your family, you go to sleep. I wanted people to either have their nine to five and be able to flex their creative at Muse New War. Yeah. Or use Muse New War as an outlet to kind of dig themselves out of their nine to five and say, okay, I'm ready to jump into painting professionally. Right. And so that's what we do. We bring in our trades. They do all the paint, hardware, installment, cabinets, everything. Yeah. Um, and then we have an install date. The install date rolls around. We put everything together, hang everything up, do a, um, a full reveal of the space. Turn over the keys, get paid our project management fee, yeah, and we're done. And on to the next project. Yeah, you said something there that I want to um, circle back to, just about like hiring black and brown people that yeah. look like you that don't have to take that face off or put a face on. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important, and obviously that's how this whole keep the money on the floor thing came about. Just the climate and the year that we've had, and I just thought it was timing to like give continue to give myself and people from Smith to have businesses with their consent, just like acknowledgement. Yeah. And that's how this whole thing came about. So talk about just, you know, your thoughts around keeping the money on the forward or keeping the money in the black community, not necessarily JCSU people, yeah. just this whole, this thing that we're living in now that's going to a whole mm -hmm. nother level. So I, I'll speak to it on a broader aspect and I'm gonna bring it, I'm, I'll bring it full circle back to what you got going on, what you're building here. So 
I think it's important, especially coming off of the news that we all got yesterday with Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Like, for starters, like, we knew what was about to happen when Louisville set their curfew up. Like, we already knew what it was. Right. It don't mean it hurt any less, right? And so I'm, I'm starting... This is my starting point for how I'm answering this question because I want people to realize that when we do hashtag black love, hashtag black business, it's, that's not in vain, right? We going hard for us in these very minuscule ways in a hashtag or just supporting each other because ain't nobody else going to do it, right? right? And I don't think... People realize that. And when I say people, I'm not just talking about white people. I'm talking about us. We don't even realize it sometimes. And so what you have started to build, and I told you this, is so much bigger than a T-shirt, a hat, this podcast. Like This is going to be like the boom heard around the world because... You tell me another alumni association that you know is is intent being intentional about supporting their alums who have black and brown businesses. Right. It's not one. Right. Right? Howard Rock for Howard just off the strength of them being Howard. And we all root for Howard just off the strength of being Howard. Because Howard is Howard is like the black person of, of HBCUs. Right. Like we represent, they represent all of us. Mm-hmm. Like we go into a room and we represent the whole black community. Right. And so just like you felt like this was the perfect time to really put a spotlight on these particular businesses, that's the same way I felt about Muse and the War because I'm just at a place in my in my life and in my career where all my energy is going to Justin and Naomi. Yeah. All my energy is going into the next generation that we are created. And so if it's not serving the bigger picture of what I, I see, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And so eventually I want to walk away from my, my career as a fun, as a fundraiser or as a, as a business development professional. Yeah. Yeah. I want to wake up and be me and do me and do for our community for my nine to five mm-hmm. and not have to. And it's not to say like anybody who don't want to do that, it's trash, right. but it's saying like, this is what I need to let my shoulders down at this present time. Like I, I've, I've seen what's at the mountaintop. Like I've seen how good it feels to show up as you and not need to be nobody else. So for me, that's, I mean, that's, that's what it is. No, I love that. I love that. Cause it speaks to your passion and another passion of yours as we segue. Um, this is what I really wanted to bring you on and talk about. Oh gosh. No, like seriously, because this could be a whole nother episode. And mm-hmm. I and I just might bring you back, Lance. I'm looking at you, but um this topic is so important because I feel like talk about being intentional, talk about being connected to something else. Me and you both share this passion for Johnson C. Smith University. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got the chance to uh be under your leadership in the Charlotte alumni chapter, which is still the president. But mm-hmm. I want to talk about this topic because I get into it all the time with yeah. people because you said something earlier about just 
man, I really wish, you know, those resources and those relationships. And I'm one of those people that I felt like took advantage of everything. And I tell people like, yo, if you didn't take advantage, you wasted your damn time. Yeah, and your money. And you wasted your money or your parents' money or these loans that you got. Yeah. And so like, it's really like pulling teeth when we speak the language of join a chapter, get active, donate. It's hard because I feel like, like, why don't you get this? Yeah. And I'm not going to allow you to talk S-H-I-T about this school because you just didn't, uh, I spelled it out, don't count. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I, I get passionate about yeah. this, man. And I'm, I, this is really, I mean... Much respect to what you're doing, but this is what I wanted to talk to you about because yeah. I knew I know me and you can have a real good conversation. So, yeah. my first question is, because mm-hmm. um, you traveled back to Charlotte, obviously, talk us through what made you come back. Say, I want to get plugged in with a chapter, get connected, get active, all that stuff. Let me see. I got, I got to I got to find some I got to find some brevity in this cuz I could talk for for days. Yeah, that's what, again. I could talk for days on this. So graduated from Smith in 09, graduated from grad school 2012. Um linked back up. I had met Justin in 2010. We linked back up in 2013 and we've been together ever since. We lived in St. Louis 2013. Always knew that that's not where we was going to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up getting to a place in our relationship where we was like, it's time to go, mm-hmm. right? And I took him to CIAA because I thought, I'm not going to ask him to move back to Charlotte. I'm going to show him Charlotte. Yeah. And he going to tell me he want to move to Charlotte. See, women, man, they so conniving. I know. Good, good job. So that's what happened. That's literally what happened. We went to CIAA. CIAA turned Justin out and he was like, literally a week later, he said, I think we should move to Charlotte. I said, for real? You sure? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. we can move to Charlotte. And so we literally, so he started applying. You hear that, ladies? It's not the WAP. It's the <laughs> bring him to Charlotte during CIAA. It's the CIAA. Okay, there you go. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a terrible segue, like. <laughs> So um, we so we started applying for jobs. Justin had a job in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Our lease was not up, and but we had to make it happen. We ain't had nowhere to live. We had to make it happen. So we get down. We try to postpone it as long as we can. We get down to Charlotte. So I'm still looking for a job because I'm in the nonprofit field. He in banking. Everybody disposable in banking. So it was a spot open for him real fast. So as I'm not working in Charlotte, I still had Civilized Villain. Yep. So I was only doing Civilized Villain, but I thought to myself, well, let me get back connected with the Alumni Association. So really, I came in as an opportunist. Right. Right? I wanted to take oppor- I wanted to make an opportunity out of connecting with the chapter, connecting with alums to find a job. Yeah. My first meeting, I go in there. Mind you, I'm coming. I'm a fundraiser at the time. I had been fundraising for um, two years. Mm-hmm. So this is what I was looking to come to Charlotte to do. My first chapter meeting, I go in, sit in the back, introduce myself as a newcomer. There's nobody in there I know. Everybody old. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. They ain't listening. We could talk about them. <laughs> Stop. Everybody in there is old. So 
I'm just, you know, I'm chilling. Like sleep by nine o'clock old. Right. Meeting it meeting is over at seven forty five. Yeah. Right. So a older lady stands up. So they going through the agenda and they get to the part where I think they were talking about um they were they started talking about the fundraising committee. So I sit up in my seat because I'm like, oh, this is my, you know, this is my vibe. If I if I really want to join, this mm-hmm. is how I'm gonna get in. So she goes, yeah, our fundraiser for um, another smart classroom is coming to a close. You know, by the time we have our next meeting next month, we will have had to give the university the money by then. We got what she say. Three thousand dollars more to 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 raise. How are we gonna do it? She said she called somebody's name out. Um, Saw so you just had a big win X Y and Z. You wanna write a check? Mm. He said no problem. I was waiting for you to ask me. Wrote the check right there on the spot. Thousand dollars. She said we got two thousand more to go. Somebody said here go five. Mind you, the only job I got is selling handbags at this right. time. Custom. And, and di- custom handbags and denim. Yeah. That's it, right? And I said, I want to introduce myself. I want to make a statement by contributing. But I only got like $20. Yeah. Right? And so, because you had to give it right then and there. Right. So, I waited until the, like, they, when I say that $3,000 was raised in 10 minutes, mm. In that room, I was hooked. Yeah. You mean to tell me that this group of individuals sitting in Humanities 108 every second Wednesday of the month at 6.30 is the group responsible for the smart classroom that I gave my senior presentation in? Y'all did that? Mm-hmm. Y'all gave that back? Oh, I'm in. Yeah. This is where I need to be. It was an aha moment. Yeah, I got chills talking about it right now. Like, so, so I'm like, oh, this is full circle because you don't know who, who's making it happen for you right. behind the scenes for, it, it, for Smith or for anything in life. So you gave 20. Oh, I gave 10. You gave 10? Yeah. Because they needed like 10 more. Yeah, when they, once they got down to yeah. like the, I, we need like $25, I said, I got 10. Right. <laughs> right, low in the back. Ah, lady in the back. <laughs> With no money. <laughs> Keep the change. Yeah, 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 you got it. So they like, oh, the young alum, who's that? Yeah. Cause you were you young, you a you a whole unicorn mm-hmm. out here in the Charlotte Alumni chapter. And so that's how I made my mark. It was just ten dollars, right? But then that same person who stood up to make that ask, who raised that three thousand in that ten minutes. Is the same person who turned around when I was fully connected into the chapter that said she she was we were um we were celebrating her for I think she had given a hundred thousand dollars to the university like over the course of her alumni over the course of the years of her after graduating from Smith right so I'm like man I know she make decent money but like a yeah. hundred thousand dollars from right. one person right right because she's single. I'm like, dog, I asked her straight up. I said, how did you do it? She said, when I had a little, I gave a little. Mm-hmm. When I had a lot, I gave more. Mm-hmm. I said, damn, and here I am trying to hold on to everything I got, thinking it's never going to come back to me. Right. I've been giving like, ever since. But 
what I heard from that is like you gave what you could. Yeah. And I think that's the misconception about not only joining a chapter, but like giving. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's 50-50, right? Some people, I think JCSU, depending on what area you went in, they didn't do a good enough job preparing us to be alumni. So it's part yeah, of the absolutely. university's fault. Yeah. But the hard part is trying to understand somebody like, you don't have to give $2,000. Right, right. You could give your time, talent, or your treasure, or you can give all three. But $10 is just as important as $1,000. Yeah. It's not the amount, it's the number. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that's how we got started. Um, so you now the president. Right. So what's right. been some of your fondest moments <laughs> of being the president of this Charlotte alumni? Listen, Channel? Lex is laughing because he knows my plight as the I president. Know. It's been a it's been a struggle. You know, um my fondest moments as president. Um I've grown, I will say socially. Or I can just leave it blank. Like, I've grown a blank, insert several ways that I've grown in this chapter. And you've seen, you've been present for some of those really growing moments. Um, I'm passionate about anything I get involved in. I've said it already. Like, if it's not something that's serving my big picture purpose, you know, I'm not going to do it. So if I'm attached to it, I'm really passionate about what it is that... um, that I'm doing at the time. And so I'm from New Jersey and our passion look like you look like you want to fight. Right. I can go from zero to a hundred real fast. And Mm -hmm. I think that those are the moments where I've either taken it there and then learned from taking it there have been my fondest moments because I needed those moments and I got that those moments and those growth points and those growth spurts from Smith before when I was matriculating through the university. So to now have them as an alum, like yeah. I, I have to, I have to point those out as my fondest moments because um, they've made me a better professional. Mm-hmm. They've made me um, a better partner in my marriage and just because, of course, I'm I'm riding home from the meetings telling Justin everything that happened. Of course. And, you know, y'all think I'm rah-rah and he's like, you know, super chill. And he is. He's very chill. But he'll get me together real fast. Like, nah, I think you was wrong. Right. And then I'm good. You think right. I was wrong? But somebody got to tell me. Yeah. And you need honesty, man. Yeah. 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 I, um, you've, you've told me. you like, yeah, you, you cleaned it up. But yeah, you was yeah. going down the I, I finessed it. But, you know, I think. And I enjoyed that because I knew I could be honest with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. I know that. that um, you're welcome. I know that oftentimes, and I struggle with this too, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. But behind that is passion. Yeah. And so that's how it's easy to, like, you know, constructive criticism. I was like, hey, it's like, like, take a little bit off. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'll pull the volume down a little bit. Even recently, um, I just hit you with a message because I just felt that I was like, yo, I was on that call last night and yada, 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 yada. We ain't going to talk about it mm-hmm. on this, but I know your plight. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I know it's hard, even harder because we're young yeah. and we're facing something. Everything's a challenge. Everything's a challenge and we're trying to bring about change Technology is the new wave, and it's hard because some of these people in the chapter are so like stuck in their ways yeah. in the Flintstone age. Mm-hmm. So I know what you're up against. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But 
Um, I want to ask you a question from your perspective to anybody that may be listening in D.C., Atlanta, New Jersey, Charlotte. Why should they join a chapter, let alone run for office? Why is it important to you? Yeah, I would say, so I think the the common sense answer is like the older people that are running the chapter now are not going to be there forever. Right. And the reason that they give or the reason that they give their time to be a part of a chapter or to, to lead a chapter is going to be way different, right, from your reason as a 20-year-old or your reason as a millennial. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just different. Yeah. And so because we didn't have the same struggles, I always rest on... At one point, Smith accepted you when probably nobody else wanted you. Come on, man. Right? Yeah. So Don't when forget. you right, when you needed Smith, they was there. Yeah. The road probably wasn't all straight and narrow. It wasn't, yeah. you know, roses, right? But they held you down at a particular time in your life and you can't you can't take that back. I got into a debate on Twitter about a month or so ago with some younger, younger, younger Smithites. And I'm just like, yo, like, y'all tripping. I'm like, yo, like, because I used to work in the admissions office and I ain't putting nobody out there, but I'm like, some of these people that's complaining the most, like, bro, I've seen your transcript before. I've seen your standardized test scores. Like, in fact, I advocated for you to come because you had nowhere else to go. No, let's be real. But it's okay because that's what our school was founded for, to Mm -hmm. educate young people where other people would shut their doors on them. Mm -hmm. But again, my passion is just like, bro, like, come on, like, this is our university. You know what I'm saying? And and it's and it's and it's the trendy thing, right? Like when they hear, oh, we're on the news for mold in the dorm or Smith about to get shut down, everybody running on Facebook yeah. with a status. I can't believe my alma mater. What can I do? But it's like, yeah. yo, come to a chapter meeting, yo, come to this community service uh, opportunity or mm-hmm. get involved in this or wherever you are. Nah, I ain't got time. Okay, we'll give five dollars. I ain't got it. You don't have $5 in a calendar year? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's an excuse. I I think, so, and, okay, so somebody's going to feel this and somebody's going to be like, yo, you tripping. Say it. So, one, it's not just on the alumni community, but it's also on Smith. Mm -hmm. Doing a way better, like, Smith has to do a better job at curating the alumni experience, period. Smith has to do a better job cultivating relationships with the kids who are on campus so that one senior year roll around, they not, come on, they not looking at Smith like Smith is in their pockets, mm-hmm. right? You got to, one, educate the, the, the students to know that you can get back to your university just by paying your loans. Right. Like that's, that assists right. the university in right. a big, big way. Right. Right. But that's a big ass because those numbers, when we were signing those papers, we weren't thinking about the numbers that no. we was going to have at the end of the year. You're just like, I'm trying to get the hell out of Atlantic City, D.C. I got to go back to New Rez. Big facts. Myers. Big facts. Yeah. What? Oh, I got to get this back? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Sign me up. Sign, uh, you about to leave, Ma? Cause this, Sign me up. I, I got to go. Yeah. So, one, that's the part that Smith got to do. And Smith got to just stop asking. When I say just stop asking for money, it can't always just be about money. Mm-hmm. And you have, to, you have to be able to receive alumni. So, if I contact Johnson C. Smith and say, hey, 
You know, I just start working at the Y and we doing X, Y, and Z. I want to be able to do this for Smith or how can I get connected? Respond. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Respond. Be as cordial, as courteous, as graceful as you were when you were trying to get me to Absolutely. come to Johnson C. Smith. You have to. That relation that that cultivation of that relationship has to continue. So that's that's the stuff people don't want to hear, right? Yeah. Then on the flip side of it, when I say your reason for giving or for your reason for um I'm starting to raise my voice. I'm getting high. It's okay. No. Your reason for giving or your reason for um, coming back and giving your, your talent, right, is going to be different is because the older generation, they ain't have many choices. Yeah. Now we're in a generation where, I mean, your choice of school is like going down a cereal aisle. Mm-hmm. So you think you big stuff popping. And it's not like... You think you're doing the school a favor. Nah, you're not. Right. Right? You still are the be- the biggest benefactor of this decision. And so we live in this microwave age where it's just like you want it real fast. Mm-hmm. And so what people aren't seeing is when you see an alum featured in a Johnson C. Smith magazine and you look and say, why not me? Right. I'm doing big stuff. Are you connected? Right. Right? How do they know you? How do they know you? You're not even on the radar. Right. So you seeing these microwave moments, yeah. not knowing that this joint was made in a crock pot. This joint was made when I first got back to Smith with $20 in my pocket. Say that. And I gave Smith 10 Say that. And I built the relationships with them older people for them to yeah. turn around and say, Bob is leaving. Mm-hmm. He wants to enjoy his retirement. Ashley, we're going to groom you for president. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. Now, have I been the, the greatest leader to ever come? No, I haven't, right? I'm growing in this right. space. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to do this all over again, right? But you also have to give yourself grace, too, because oh, absolutely. you, whether you know it or not, and we, I think we hold ourselves to this, uh, this unrealistic standard scoreboard, if mm-hmm. you will, of like, you know, but you did it. Hell of a job. Yeah. And I'm and I'm I'm a straight shooter. Like, the the count is up. I'm a straight shooter. You're doing and you're doing the best you can. And mm-hmm. listen, I knew when I got active in that chapter, I'm like, yo, this is gonna be an uphill battle because these people <laughs> are old, let yeah. alone hold a position. Mm-hmm. And for you to get up and stand in front of that crowd when you looking like they stuck in their ways, that little yeah. crew over there together. And I'm just being real. You yeah. know what I mean? And and the younger people have dwindled out of the chapter for whatever reason. Yeah. And that's okay. Cause you want the workers. But they're not seeing the, the like they're not seeing the benefit of sticking in in this fight right. with it. So I'm looking at it and I'm I mean, I feel like yeah, I might be hard on myself, but I also recognize that since I have been attached to this chapter and since I have been president, I have had career changes. And still, I have not dropped this ball. Became a mama? I became a, I became a wife. Okay. I became a homeowner. Mm-hmm. I became a mom. Keep the casual brags coming. We Come love on. It. We love I've, it I've traveled. I've yeah. cho- I chose me on 14 this 14 countries. Come on, man. I mean, no, for real. So you playing. But I'm serious. That's a big, that's a big thing. Because no, I could have just... You know, I mean, you know how Greg, I can use the um, example of like graduation. I, this is, Michelle is going to kill me. So we had graduation in 2009. Michelle was number three in our class. So, you know, nobody is recognizing number three, right? Yeah. So she's mad. Like, 
These joints, like, I should be number one. She's tipsy. I should be number one because... Tipsy at graduation. <laughs> at graduation. All right. I should, or hungover, I should say. I should be number one because I I balanced all of these things. Like, I, I did the work. I socialized. Like, I'm, I'm the well-rounded applicant here. Yeah. And these people here have just only did the books. Right. And at the time... It, it didn't click to me, but now I understand it so much more and, and can take it back to say like, yo, this is an example of my presidency. Right. I never lost who I was in this presidency. I never lost, you know, I've, I, I've been on the, what was it, the group chat and not, mm-hmm. and, and have been the evil one. Like, yeah, I remember. You know what I mean? Lex is like, and to the point where I'm like, like yeah. send out this message for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Because <laughs> they're not listening to me. Right. But it's because I, I feel so... So passionately about um, the work that we, and I have to say, there hasn't been a moment where it's been just roses and unicorns between my relationship to my to my relationship with the university and my role as president. It hasn't been moments when I have not been completely frustrated with the university, mm-hmm. and but I still show up for them. Right, it's not a uh, tit for tat thing. Like, yeah. oh, you do something I don't like, I'm right. not giving you no money. Right. I mean, you want us to survive or not? Right. No, man. Listen. Pat yourself on the back. Oh. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And 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 you don't owe nobody anything. But mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a I'm a realist. Um, mm-hmm. Not that you need my flowers, but I'm gonna give them to you. Thank you. Accept them. Take them. Mm-hmm. You're doing amazing work. Thank you. You know man. what I'm saying? I again. I used the word troll earlier, but I, I scroll your page and, you know what I'm saying, I, I give you your flowers, man. You're juggling so much and you're doing it at an excellent rate. Thank you. And um, again, that. I'm going to bring you back to talk more about this uh, for the sake of time. I want to give you, you probably going to be my first time coming back. First person I want to bring back if you want to First return come back. guest. Yeah, man, because like this is a whole nother conversation. It we is. can go so many different ways with just giving back, being active and, and you know, just... Not treating Smith as like the, the the side chick that you just come over for homecoming to CIAA. Ooh, you know that's what I'm saying? That's, gonna, that's what we're going to call it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. treat the university like the mm-hmm. side chick. You know what I mean? Not that I'm advocating for uh, side pieces or anything of that magnitude. But mm-hmm. just, the, just the, the, the thought of people only coming back when it's fun. No, put the yeah. work in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, And people don't see that. You know, uh, one thing I'm going to say, because... Um, me and you keep it real. Mm-hmm. You mentioned to me years ago when um, you know someone said something on the lines of like like Lex kind of cornered the market. He's doing this. He's doing that. And I rem- I told you, but I have to remind people times like I was putting in work for free since '06, mm-hmm. volunteering at parties with Mr. Matthews, with Keisha mm-hmm. Ramsey, doing all this stuff. Uh, moving vacations around so I could come back and speak to these kids in the summer. Mm-hmm. So whatever I'm reaping, yeah, that harvest been planted. Yeah, you feel me? Mm-hmm. I've been put in the work. Yeah, this is I've been put in. I've been put in the work. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And what better time than now? Mm-hmm. I wish it would have happened ten years ago, but maybe I wasn't ready for yeah. some of those things. But I'm just saying all that to say people only see the highlight, right? It's yeah. like, bro, me, Matt. Octoria, Ashley, Will, we've been grinding for this university. Mm-hmm. Don't get it ever twisted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so again, we'll bring you back. We're gonna talk about that. I just had to say that because 
again, talk about that crock pot or that microwave. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really got to put that work in. But I think this podcast is, is the perfect platform to you to, for you to be able to speak on the fact that this is not, like, new. Like, you just didn't pop up and was like, I got hats. No. I got water jugs, yeah, like nah. Smith for sale. Like it, this it didn't come nah. from that. But people don't, yeah. people not, they not gonna see that. Yeah, but and you know what? What I have to get out of, and you know, this is becoming a therapy session for me, is trying to please every fucking body. Yeah. Damn, and we sorry to my sponsors, my future <laughs> sponsors listening. But no, seriously, because like there was a point in my life where like you know I was just. Trying to please everybody and losing myself in a sense. And, you know, most people, if they're going to be real, they can attest to that. But I don't have an answer for everybody, nor do I owe everybody an answer. No, and and I think it's okay to say that. Like, I've I've been in that lane for a very long time. Like, I don't care what you're talking about, right? Right. And those are the moments that I I feel like, yeah, those are my finest moments. I've been able to grow. I've been able to polish that. I don't care. Okay, let me get back to you, right? right? But I I don't care what you're talking about. This How has been get a, this number. This has but been wait, a, before uh, you ra- ra- Sorry, sorry. No, but before you wrap it up, let me let me say this because I want people to understand like the gravity of this podcast. So one, I've been listening, right? It's only gotten better too. And let me tell you one takeaway that I think you didn't realize was going to happen from this podcast. So my favorite episode to date is No Grease. Which um, one? I think it was maybe like two weeks ago. The Dame, Dame or uh, Dame. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I've always seen them around, right? So in my mind, I've been rooting for them for a long time. I don't mm-hmm. get a haircut, so I can't support them in that way. They could clip your eyebrows if you need them, though. No shade. <laughs> I, my eyebrows are struggling. But <laughs> stop. <laughs> So listen, so I've always been like a an advocate for them. Like if, oh yeah, we'll go to No Grease, right? Yeah. In that way, when I was the executive director at POW, when I had a couple kids that was in need and I would pay for their haircuts, I would take them to No Grease. Um, I tried out for Shark Tank, I want to say a year and a half ago. I saw them there. Didn't know they was going to be there. They was trying out too. I get into my audition. They went right before me. I was such an advocate for them that I got in my audition, fumbled the ball. I was in there talking about no grease mm. because I never really knew their story. But your podcast connected me to like your podcast gave me the opportunity to know their story without even having a conversation with them. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that you have to realize that's happening right now. Like it can be a second show where we talk about just all about Smith it could be a third show where I'm talking about how I just was equating like my worth to my career at the Johnson C. Smith. I mean, it's so many places that you can take this. Like, I know you want to do this like some type of Netflix limited series, but you got it. I'm, I'm going to pressure you to keep the ball rolling because it's so many of us out here doing really big things and it did not happen overnight. Right. It didn't. Right. The same thing with everything that you got on, on right now. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. And I think you need, like, we need this. Because yeah. everybody think that, and this is not no slight to Howard, but everybody think that's it, right? Right. 
But we have some really talented people within this alumni community. We do. And we got to highlight them. And it's not just to highlight the people who figured it out. Yeah. But the people who are trying to figure it out. You know what I want to start doing? I got this from another podcast I listen to. So if it's anybody that you think I should uh, Mm -hmm. bring on the pod, please let me know. Because the reality is sometimes I got tunnel vision. Yeah. And I I got my, you know, people set up. But it's like, yo, like, Lex, you ever thought about this person? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just had the other day our first guest that flew in. That They're going to be listening before. They flew in. And I was like... Smith like, graduate? Yes. Mm-hmm. The Johnsons. I don't want to give it away, but okay. it's the episode before yours as it is. But I was just bugged out. They're like, yo, y'all came here from... they yeah. like, absolutely. Yeah. And it was just that drive home, like, yo, what's happening here? Yeah. Like, we're making something. I told Lance, I said, bro, something is happening. I don't know what's happening, but... Let's just keep having fun with this, but you doing you doing what you're passionate about. When it's a line, ain't nothing stopping that. Ain't nothing yeah. getting in the way of that. It's yeah. nothing bigger than doing what you what you supposed to be doing. And I appreciate yeah. you, man. I this... think you should have Obas on here. Yeah, Simon. Yeah, Terrell. They they pull up in the city. They gonna yeah. be on here. Uh, Dave Mack was just in town. I wish I known because he has the uh, he has his own beer. Mm-hmm. I was For like, real. man, I wish I would have known. I would have brought you on. But we are gonna work something out. But yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm up on the timelines trying to figure out when people come into this area. Obviously, yeah. we in different times. And um, but yeah, if they come in, I want to talk to them because I want people to hear their story because yeah. we we all need that nugget. You know what I'm saying? Just to keep going, whether we want to admit it or not. And I'll, I'll be the poster child. Like I ain't got this shit figured out. Another yeah. curse word. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I pull energy from everybody from the community. Not everybody, yeah. but the movers and shakers. Not to be on their level mm-hmm. or to imitate their moves, but it's like, yo, yo, he wrote a book. She doing this. Like, yo, that's what's up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, keep going. Like, we all in this fight together. And to speak on the struggles of them getting to that yeah. point. Because people need to hear that, too. Like you said, like, we only see the highlight reel. One suggestion, I will go ahead and put a little tip cut right here for the cuss words. Okay. I know I'm not going to be the last one. And then just donate that drink to Smith. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, we can do that. We can yeah. do that. We but I'm excited. That. Thank you. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on here. You have so many things. Again, I want to give you your invisible flowers. <laughs> Thank I'm going to put flowers on the, the, the post when I post this. But, man, yeah. keep going. Keep shining. Mm-hmm. Keep being a dope mom, wife podcast host, professional, chapter president, repping Atlantic City, like all those things, man, because yeah. we need people like you. And, you know, one thing that's going on on social media right now is saying that, you know, black women are the most unprotected women Facts. out here. And I don't want to really get too deep into that, but mm-hmm. we need to protect people like you. Mm-hmm. We need to protect people like this next person I'm about to talk to. And we just need to protect everybody and support one another mm-hmm. as well. Give each other's grace. You know what I mean? So yeah. thank you. Yeah, no problem. Miss Noir. Yes, at Muse. Oh, yeah, how can I get in touch with you? I almost fumbled that. Come trash. Dang, Lance, yeah. come on. Amateur. Baby, you ain't giving a signal. <laughs> Dang, man, she called me trash. But you know what? I'm going to clean up the trash and I'm going to make it up to her. Go hit up Ashley's Instagram page at Muse.Noir.Interiors on Instagram right now. Ashley, thank you for coming on. We're keeping the money on the floor. Keep shining. Keep doing your thing. Keep going. Until next time.